Welcome to The Story Tinker, a place for in-depth analysis of stories, including Midnight Poppyland, Purple Hyacinth, and more. Co-hosted by sharp, witty, and dare I say, thirsty fans, we dive deep into every episode, analyzing character, relationship development, and plot theories. You can follow The Story Tinker on all podcast platforms and videos of most episodes on YouTube. You can also follow The Story Tinker on Instagram and Facebook. If you'd like weekly bonus content, sneak peeks, and more, you can support The Story Tinker on Patreon. Thanks for listening to The Story Tinker, and let's get started. I highly recommend that you watch this video on The Story Tinker YouTube channel, where you'll see all the faces of the husbands and their reactions. Totally recommend. Okay, I... Okay, so first uh, first question. First of all, hi, everyone. Um, we're here together with Antonio, who is Emily's partner. And Antonio, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself? Hi, uh, my name is Antonio. I'm from uh, Penrith, Australia, Penrith, New South Wales, Australia. Uh, I'm 24, studying a secondary high school teaching course. Um, and yeah, I don't know what, I don't know what else. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> When did Emily start reading Midnight Poppyland? And on a scale of one to ten, how obsessed would you say she is? Um, maybe three or four months ago. Not too sure. I'd say she's very obsessed. She, as the new episodes drop, she she's there reading them. Um, I think it was she found out that she could access like webtoons from her phone, and she was like, oh, "Look at all these things that I can I can read." And she found Midnight Poppyland, and she was like okay and now she, yeah she's up to date with it and every week she's like how can they do this to me <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so how does emily read in a popular like does she have like a ritual does she go aside does she like tune out the she, world she disappears for a little bit she'll <laughs> uh, uh she'll just be like she'll just get up and go into the room <laughs> in, in, like into our bedroom and she'll just disappear and then she'll come back and she go, no, <laughs> that's not okay. They can't do that to me. So do you read Midnight Poppyland? Has Emily made I, you read Midnight Poppyland? I don't. She's shown me bits and pieces of it. Um, but no, I have not read it myself. Okay. So did she discuss it with you? Like, um, Bits and pieces. Bits that she thinks reminds her of us. But yeah. Okay. And um, here's a question. Are you jealous of Tora? I wish I could be that tall if, if Tora is the character that I'm thinking of. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like five foot nothing. And <laughs> um, I wish I could be as tall. I've, I've got the dark. I'm quite dark skinned. and um, But yeah, my height's always been one of my least favorite features. So as soon as I saw Tora, I was like, damn. He's tall. <laughs> so it's funny. My husband's actually six foot four, so he's one inch taller than Tora. But Tora <laughs> is like, um, actually works out. My husband does not. So <laughs> that's kind of a little bit where the resemblance ends. And my husband's blonde and Dutch, so like totally not the same facial features. <laughs> but he's cute. It's okay. I'm fine. <laughs> um, okay, so here's another question. Do you know what the $5 Patreon tier is? No. Okay. Has Emily, does Emily ever talk about Patreon? I'm not sure if she is a patron or not. No, um, no she's not mentioned it. Okay. Well, you probably would have mentioned it if, uh, you know, 
anyway, so I'll just tell you that the five, so Lily has um, two Patreon tiers. Well, I guess technically three, but um, she has a dollar Patreon tier. And then in the $5 Patreon tier, she puts in um, a lot of, besides for like other content that she does, she does um, not safe for work art basically featuring Torah and, and I had a feeling. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of people um, like that. And especially a lot of partners have reaped the benefits of the, that not safe for work art. I can understand okay. why. Yeah. It's fantastic. I love it. My husband loves it too. It's great. <laughs> um, I don't really, he doesn't really actually like look at it like I do, but like, like I said, he reaps the benefits. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to show you some pictures now. Uh, not yep. the not safe for work pictures. <laughs> and, and let's see how much you can identify. And sometimes even if you don't know um, who they are, you might be able to, let's see if you can guess like what kind of character they are based on like okay. their appearance or the context. Cause I think some people have managed to be pretty successful with that despite not having knowledge. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to share my screen. So first question. And it's a bit oh, of a author. What? That's cute as. Sorry, cute as. I didn't hear that. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, it's that's that's cute. Really, like really cute. Yeah. So it's actually not a character. That much. <laughs> is that like the author's like logo? Yep, that is. That's Lily yeah. Best's uh, comic comic representation. Okay, has now we're getting similar into the characters. Well, the, it, it goes from easier to more obscure. The, the last one, there's like 21 of them. The last one will be like extremely obscure, but we'll see how much you so, know. I'm assuming that this is like the main female protagonist of the story. Yep. Do you know her name? No. Uh, is okay, it so Poppy? Her name is in the title. Is it Poppy? Yep, that's right. It's okay. Poppy. So what can you tell us about Poppy? What do you know about her? Um, not a lot other than she's... Uh, I feel like she's quite, what's the word I'm looking for? Is, is it that like, she knows that the life that she's kind of pursuing is a dangerous one, but she does it anyway because it's what she wants. Interesting. I guess to an extent, um, because she does, she, Tora has kind of like danced around what he does. He tells her he's in a dangerous organization eventually, um, but she's not quite sure what and how. So she okay. is a little hesitant um, to not be around him. She does, she trusts him as a person, but she understands why he initially doesn't want to get into a relationship with her. So, but she's still drawn to him. Um, and then recently Tora has told her directly that he's in the mafia. They haven't had a chance to discuss it yet though. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's definitely, um, she likes the mis this dark, tall, dark, mysterious man. Yeah, and speaking of which, here's the tall, dark, mysterious man. So <laughs> what can you tell me about, well, you know his name, so I yeah, think you mentioned Tora. him before. Uh, Yakuza member? Yeah. Yep. The, the tattoos. Very, very sexy. <laughs> yeah. um, no, he, he's got that demeanor of just tall, dark, mysterious, uh, threatening, maybe imposing. Um and so a lot of people wouldn't know how to really like take him from, from first glance. Anymore, uh, that's the, about like his personality. Um, I'm assuming he's a sweetheart. <laughs> um, what makes you assume that? Well, I think it was the way he was kind of like from the previous picture was booping her nose. Oh, that's so cute. I didn't, <laughs> that's cute that you realized that was him, but yeah. 
Oh, like it'd be that. very weird for anyone else to be grabbing your face like that. That's true. I mean, it could be it could be a family member, I guess, theoretically. Yeah, true. But it wasn't. It was him. <laughs> That's cute. Okay. Let's see if you know who this guy is. Not a clue. <laughs> okay. Not a clue. Um very feminine facial features. Yep. Uh, but um, very masculine like build and demeanor yes that is very true so can you kind of guess a little bit of his personality from this maybe Mm, not really Uh, i can't i can't really pick it uh from this particular image it almost looks like he's he's concerned or worried Mm -hmm. but he's he's handing over the keys kind of like someone's going i need to go and he's gone here like <laughs> i don't like what you're doing but here take it okay um he's actually like giving the keys to tora he's asking him to drive him because uh, tora is um his bodyguard and driver because his name's quincy does that does quincy. that sound familiar mm, i don't think em's mentioned it at all maybe you have <laughs> she has okay <laughs> quincy, sure. princess perhaps <laughs> quincess Yep. So he's a, he's a bit of a spoiled brat and um, I'll, you'll see, well, his father is pretty significant to the story. He comes up a bit later, so I'm not going to tell you more about him, but he's um, a pretty spoiled. Let's just say that. And he cares about his appearance as you, as you do see with his outfit. And yeah, one of the interesting things, so, you know, you said his feminine face. Yeah. So he's, he's a softy, big softy. Um, but apparently he does work out because we do see later he, he is reasonably strong. Yeah. <laughs> okay and who is this guy in the blue blue hair he looks like another yakuza member but i don't know the name yep you're correct uh his name is goliath goliath he, okay so goliath is actually um he's taurus childhood probably friend possibly family and oh. he has actually um betrayed torah to the police uh recently and in the, the first episode opens up with Goliath reaching out to Torah after not talking to him since he you know, got out of jail or something and um, asking him to help him that people are running after him and uh, threatening his life. And, you know, then Torah shows up. Poppy happens to be in that area. He can't find Goliath, but he finds Poppy and follows her. And that's how the story right. starts. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so we don't know what happened to Goliath. We're assuming he'll pop back in the story later as as like a surprise key feature like kind of pulling the strings character yeah there's a whole bunch of theories um he's from the opposing clan maybe he's taking helping maybe he and tora are going to work together to take the clan down it's like we don't know what will happen but it should be exciting <laughs> <laughs> okay who's this fella uh- <laughs> it's very uh that's way different than the art from the rest of them isn't it <laughs> yeah lily has um apparently a lot of comics like they have like the serious mode and then when it's trying to be comedic it goes into this <laughs> <laughs> no idea who this character is that's very okay. <laughs> that's what cute. can you guess any any guesses about who he is what kind of person he is what role he plays uh does he know poppy mm, nope no uh, well, he knows of her at this point, but that's okay. not how he features in the story. All right. No, I've got no idea then. He looks <laughs> like just a, like a convenience store operator. 
<laughs> yes. So he works at like a billion restaurants. That's kind of the running joke of Midnight Poppy Land. He pops up yeah. in every single restaurant, restaurant, yes. deli, uh, cafe. So his name <laughs> is Gayu and he is Tora's friend. Believe it or not, Tora has like two friends. Quincy was the first one. <laughs> and Tora's and this guy, Gayu, is the second one. And he's also in the clan. Uh, he's just a low really? level clan member and he is um, like the tech guy for the clan. Um, oh. but he's, he's a real sweetheart. Like he's you know, a very like beta kind of personality. I don't know how he got mixed up in the clan, honestly, but he's just a really nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who's this guy? You might be able to guess from from the way he's dressed and Quincy's dad. Yes. Okay. Did Did you guess that because he looks like Quincy? I was going off. Um, no, it's the you said that Quincy was quite loaded um, yeah. VIP status, and this man's wearing like a a suit that's very obviously tailored and stylized. It's got like the, uh, what's the name of the fabric that I always like getting on my suits? That's fancy. P- no, it starts with P though. Oh, Paisley. Paisley. It's like a very Paisley-esque suit. He's got the ascot, crit, like diamond ring, and his hair slicked back. Yep. He's not just so... some guy you see on the side of the road. <laughs> So, who do you think he is? Is he the man that's hiring uh, Tora? Okay, pretty close. Um, you do see that Tora has like blood on his hands. Yeah. So, um, okay, so if Tora is in a clan, who might he be? Is he like the clan leader, the head? Yep, that's oh. correct. He is the clan leader, clan boss, Vincent Baltuman, the head of the Baltuman organization. Right. <laughs> Yeah, and he's he's a real sicko. He apparently um, he basically like kidnapped uh, Tora off the streets when he was around five or six, and has been training him ever since. Uh, abused him definitely. We we kind of get a hint of it. Lily's not too into showing like direct childhood abuse, but like basically he was pretty nasty to him as a kid um, yep. to train him to be like this heartless monster. Right, <laughs> he's um, not the, perfect, monster the perfect the perfect soldier. What? Yeah, they're like the perfect soldier. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but of course, Tora has a heart. And that's the whole point of the story is to see uh-huh. how he'll get out and fall in love with Poppy, etc, etc. So what makes us all love him? Tough on the outside, <laughs> but sweet on the inside. <laughs> okay, so who's this lady? <laughs> um... <laughs> um... Oh, I don't know that. Took you by surprise. Yeah, that did take me by surprise. <laughs> um, is it Poppy's mum? No, it is not Poppy's mom. And actually, I'm going to ask you about Poppy's mom after, right after this. Oh, okay. uh, after this, this set of pictures, but um, it is not Poppy's mom. <laughs> okay. Uh, it looks like she's behind the counter, so I, but I can't tell if it's like a kitchen counter or a, I think it's a restaurant counter, actually. Yep, um, correct. Does she own a bar? She owns a restaurant. Very good. She owns a restaurant? Yep. Um, is she the one that employs Tora's friend? Yeah. Okay. That's a good guess. She does not employ Guyu, as far as we know. Um, although I will say that does feature in some fan fictions. Um, I ah. read a lot of the fan fictions and, and at least one of them, Alice, 
<laughs> uh, her name's Alice. So Alice's restaurant does employ uh, Gayu, but not in not in the in the comic as of yet. <laughs> so Is she it one actually of the used fronts? to Torah when he was a teenager. Oh, uh, okay. Um, so can you kind of guess what kind of relationship they might have, or what kind of person role she might play in his life? Maybe she's the one who's like taught him like morals. Yeah, very good. She is yeah. definitely like she was a caring figure in his life. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm not sure. She's kind of like the tough love kind of grandma person. So. Seems like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she probably did teach him morals, but more like through through example, or you know, not like directly sitting him down and saying like, "Okay, you gotta do this, gotta do that." <laughs> yeah. But yeah, she definitely <laughs> is a source of normalcy in his life. And he actually brings Poppy to her restaurant. Oh. Yeah. So it's like pretty big, you know, to share that part of his life mm. with, with her. Okay. Who's this guy? <laughs> um, chief of uh, one of the police officers, maybe a, someone they know uh, within the force. He doesn't look like a higher up though. <laughs> so yes, he is a police officer. And do you actually recognize the setting? Does it look a little familiar? It looks like the restaurant. Yep. So he is he a usual that comes into Alice's restaurant? Good guess. He's a usual, but it's he's the usual because he's her son. Oh, that's Alice's son. Okay. Yeah. But here's the the tragic part is he was apparently in a clan when he was younger. Yep. Somehow he got out to, to enough to become a police officer, but it seems that he was killed. Um, you see that he has provided like uh, mentorship to Torah, like teenage Torah, but yep. now Torah wears his ring and bracelet, which does seem to be that he is he's dead at dead. Um, yep. And it's I, my personal theory is that I think Torah had to kill him. Oh, um, there's there's like this part where um, Gayu is thanking Torah for what he did for him, and he's like very they're both very very emotional, like they're both like near tears. And so I am just a, my my mind automatically jumped to like Tora had to kill Joe to save his friend Gyu. Yeah, we'll see. But it definitely seems that he's dead. And actually, Tora oh. at some point gives the ring and bracelet that he's always worn. He gives it to Poppy for safekeeping. Uh, yeah, um, there's a that's like, rough. Yes, it's like he gives it to her kind of as a birthday present, but also to show how much she means to him. And also because there's a, a clan war brewing and we think like he thinks he's not going to get out alive. So he wants to pass that on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, tragic. But of course, this isn't romance. So it's all going to end happily ever after. So we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> Hope so. <laughs> yeah. Just maybe some of the side characters will get killed like in Harry Potter, but yep. I don't know. Hopefully not. <laughs> We'll see. <laughs> okay, so who's this purple-haired young chick? Uh, Tora's sister. That's oh, right, Tora's sister. Poppy's sister. <laughs> um, nope, Poppy doesn't Just have best friend. Poppy's best friend. Yeah, she's a friend. Yeah, okay. so she. Uh, her name is Erdine, and yep. she's Poppy's coworker. Um, can you give me any kind of guesses as to what kind of person she might be? Uh, very laid back kind of party girl um she looks very like contrasting to poppy so like poppy seems more uh withdrawn uh well uh, did you say it was Erdine? yeah she seems very outgoing yep you're correct she definitely is she's outgoing she's brash she's bold and she definitely encourages poppy to get out of her shell and she supports her a lot emotionally 
Pretty good. Okay, and who's this dude? <laughs> I don't even know how to. <laughs> how do you tell? <laughs> That's the most um like. He's what? Generic. Yeah, he's very like generic NPC kind of guy, like in the background. <laughs> No, I think you're giving a pretty good description of his personality, actually. So, oh. <laughs> his name is Jacob, and he's another coworker. And yeah, I would say he's generic NPC, but in a good way. Like he's this yep. just nice guy, uh, you know, a little clueless sometimes. You know, um, accidentally comments about her weight, <laughs> in a way, um, <laughs> you know, and like the whole fandom was like, "Oh my God, Jacob, how could you?" But I think he's just a cute <laughs> little guy, you know, just innocent, <laughs> meaning means well. But, you know, sometimes he puts his foot in his mouth. <laughs> yeah. I know that a little too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And this guy. You might recognize the setting, actually, as well, from the last picture. I'll just give you a hint. <laughs> um, Their boss? Yeah. He's their boss. Okay. Now, can you tell anything by the way the scene is lit about how at least he's portrayed right here? Um... Hmm. He seems like just because they haven't like the the author hasn't drawn in the face or the eyes or the details kind of makes it seem like he kind of goes off without saying anything. Like he's very quiet. Doesn't he just goes about his business and keeps everything else to himself? Okay, so um it's kind of like a feature of this particular scene. Um so normally he he does interact, but in this particular scene, yes, he is kind of being quiet. Um, because he is currently doing something pretty shady. So basically, uh, remember when Poppy, um, got mixed up with Goliath, she was in the place where, like, Tor went to find Goliath. So yeah. she actually found, accidentally found, she didn't realize she found it, she found a notebook of Goliath's. And this notebook has information about, um, like, shady dealings that Naren City, which is Naren, um, is the country, that yep. their politicians and their business leaders have done with the mafia. Goliath apparently kept track of this and um, has like dirt on them. Yep. And everyone's trying to find the notebook. And right. Tora is also trying to find it. Um, Poppy doesn't appear to know where the notebook is, but she apparently yep. brought it to her office and Gil looks like Gil found it. And right. at this point, this is right after he was like testing Poppy to kind of see if she knew about the notebook, which is where we see that it doesn't seem like she knew about it. She just picked up a bunch of her papers that fell down and picked up the notebook as well. But now it looks like Gil has it and we're in suspense as to what will happen next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're not sure like a lot of people are like, okay, Gil's shady, something wrong with Gil. But then there's po very possible that he's just like, why in the world does my new employee have this very protecting her? Notebook? Like, you don't know what this is, do you? And she's like, no. Okay, mm -hmm. like, good. You're not, in, you're not involved in this. We need to keep you out of this. Right. So, so you know, there's so much wild speculation about Gil. Um, I mean, like, we could, <laughs> you know, people are like, maybe he's, whatever. I'm not, I'm going to save it because I have a question afterwards that relates to this. But yeah, there's a lot of theories about him. <laughs> okay, who's this? Is she, the, she looks like a detective. Wow, very good. That's exactly what she is. <laughs> okay, her name is Lane. Uh, you ever heard the name Lane? Uh, a few times, but not for anything like this. <laughs> okay, so Lane is a detective. She works in the Naren City Police. And this is actually Poppy 
went to see her um, right after she first met Tora because Tora, um, in order to identify Poppy, needed a picture of her. So he took a picture of her. But unfortunately, at that moment, her shirt was ripped because she fell down from her scooter, et cetera, et cetera. So, like, it was a picture with, like, her chest exposed. So right. she got, like, really freaked out, and she goes to the police to report it. And she meets Lane. Now, Lane apparently has a connection to Tora. Um, Tora, right afterwards, because he's a gentleman, threw her his sweatshirt and then, like, disappeared. But he gave her a sweatshirt so that she would be able to cover herself up. And yep. Lane identifies this, the sweatshirt as belonging to Tora. And yep. she realizes that, like, Poppy accidentally met with, you know, a guy from a clan. And yep. she also apparently gives Tora a phone call later. So we don't know what her connection is with Tora. It's possible maybe she's, like, his parole officer. But, uh, um, yeah, but she does give Tora a call. So we're very curious to see how that direction develops. <laughs> okay, and who is this gentleman? Poppy's dad. <laughs> He's not Poppy's dad. Um, oh. Nope. Mm, not sure. Not sure. Uh the only other okay. old person I've seen was Alice, but she doesn't look like the kind of person to have an old man kind of weighing her down. <laughs> I think you're right. I, I definitely think you're right. I don't think Alice would be with the guy. <laughs> and I also think he's a little too, um, just from like his appearance, he looks too conservative to be with her. He does. <laughs> Not with like the, the smoking bathrobe boa wearing <laughs> Alice. <laughs> <laughs> so his name is Mr. Lamb. Have you heard the name Mr. Lamb? No. Okay, so Mr. Lamb is uh, a very wealthy guy who is trying to make up to the memory of his, his dead wife, um, who was a writer. He never encouraged her writing during her life. And now that she's gone, he regrets that and he wishes he would have been more supportive. So he's trying to publish her manuscript, which he wanted edited by a particular writer. Now, this writer turns out is Quincy. Quincy is a romance writer who oh. writes erotic fiction. And which is this kind of a joke to that in a second, but um, he wanted, so Mr. Lamb is trying to get Quincy who operates under a pen name because he doesn't want everyone to know that he's the son of the con leader. Um, He wants him to edit the, his wife's manuscript. Now Quincy, you know, was apparently not reachable through his publisher. Anyway, Poppy is trying to get him to sign on with, um, with her publishing house. She works for a publishing house. So she's been meeting with Mr. Lamb. There's a whole like drama with him and she ends up actually succeeding and getting Quincy, who she met through sort of through Tora, not exactly. And she succeeds in getting him to um, work with Mr. Lamb. Now, this is actually what Tora has been trying to avoid. Like in terms of the plot, they, Tora told her goodbye. He said, I can't see you anymore. I have to, you know, basically my, my job is dangerous. Kind of like hints, my job is dangerous. I can't see you anymore. And Poppy is upset. But, like, understands at the same time, she, like, you know, she's a little relieved. But then the next day, um, she meets she meets up with Quincy to get him to, um, you know, to, to talk to him about working with Mr. Lamb. Yep. And Quincy is a bit of a metal, meddling, like, busybody. And he's like, oh, I think she's the girl. I think Tora is into her. He realizes that Tora is into her, so he invites Tora as well. And Tora is really upset that they're going to have any connection because he... Yep doesn't want Poppy to be endangered by working with Quincy, who's the son of the clan leader. So it's a whole argument <laughs> that ensues and then they make up and whatever. It's very nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so that's Mr. Lamb. Okay. And who's this person? 
uh, okay. So this one I'm guessing is Poppy's father. Yeah, you're correct. <laughs> is this a reminiscent, uh, like a reminiscent kind of photo where she's looking back? Yeah, it's a flashback. Okay. Yeah, so it's actually really sweet. So you, you see these rice balls over here? Yep. So her dad would make her um, like these animal rice balls whenever she was feeling upset. And Poppy uh, actually makes Tora uh, a rice ball when she first, um, when he first comes to her house for dinner. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's also this um, tiger butterfly. So you see here, it goes in, in the scene, it goes from the flashback and then it like kind of like flies to the present time and it lands on Tora's shoulder. So it's oh. like this implication, yeah, that like yep. now her dad, her dad is gone. Her dad is not alive anymore. Yep. That now instead of her dad taking care of her, it'll be Tora taking care of her. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That touches my heart, man. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was very emotional. I mean, that whole scene, like she talks about her dad and how she's trying to make her dad proud of her. And a lot of people who had lost their, their parents, like a lot of people commented about how emotional it made them and how they were crying and yeah i'm fortunate enough to have both my parents i'm actually in my parents house right now me too but um but yeah like a lot of people really touched them that whole scene yeah okay who is this person no idea he seems very i does he have a lot of money probably okay is he a rival gang member? Um, that is a good question. Uh, we don't know. Um, uh, I like his hair. Yes. So <laughs> Cordy is actually um, like a gender non-conforming person, um, mm -hmm. like biologically female. So we do call her she. But ah. yeah, so Cordy, I mean, a lot of us, you know, we're like, is this a man? Is this a woman? So um, she's actually modeled after Rain, which um, I didn't know until Lily mentioned it. So I had to go look this person up. But anyway, so Cordy is, we don't know much about Cordy yet, but okay. we suspect, you said she's a, like a rival clan member. She does have that antagonistic um, attitude for sure. And yep. she is kind of like Quincy's like fly by the night lover, like, you know, one night stand kind of person. Um, right. But apparently like, Quincy seems more into her than she's into him. They seem to see each other every so often, uh, but they're not in a relationship. And she's she's definitely got an outlaw, strong alpha side to her, and we don't know much about her. She seems to be in some shady business as well, but we don't know yet. Seems very, um, just from the photo, she seems very inquisitive. Mm -hmm. And it, whenever I've seen characters like that in other stories, it's always been like there's a lot going on in their head. Yes. And it's like they're being very sneaky and manipulative, getting what they want. Oh my want. gosh. I think you're 100% right. I did not like Cordy when I first saw her. Um, <laughs> basically, Tora brought, uh, not Tora, Quincy brought her to this like double date when he was meeting Poppy. Like I mentioned yep. before, um, he kind of like invited Tora without telling him Poppy was going to be there. And he invited Cordy um, because, A, because he wanted to spend more time with Cordy because he <laughs> just likes her. And yep. Also, he wanted Cordy to antagonize Tora and basically to flirt with Poppy and make her make Tora jealous. To like to us and and he kind of asked her to assess: Is Tora into Poppy? So right. she definitely is like a very sharp-witted person and very observant. But she was like just riling Tora up the entire time, and I was like not happy about that. <laughs> He's very protective of Tora at this point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who's this person? 
Mm, not sure. This one's hard for me to pick. Okay. What guesses do you have about who she is? Um, seems very red light district. Mm-hmm. Yep, you're 100% correct. So she is actually currently in a volume in a nightclub mm-hmm. called Club Miracle. And she is an exotic dancer there. She's yep. like a headliner there. Um, she, I'll stick to that for now because uh, yeah. some, some of it relates to Fast Pass content, I think, if I recall correctly. So I'm just going to go back. <laughs> and remember, this is already like we're up to 17 out of 21. So it's getting more obscure. So I don't yep. expect you to be able to even pick up on who, well, <laughs> no, this one doesn't give you a lot of context, I guess, but anyway, let's see what you can do. Uh, who am I looking at? Or both of them? The guy. Well, this is Poppy, actually. Oh, that's Poppy. Yeah. Wow, the, the angle and coloring is so different. I wouldn't have been able to pick it. Yep. And she's also dressed in, like, business clothes in this one, so. Right. She looks a little bit different. Um, hmm. Is it someone that she works with as well? Mm-mm. No. Another gang member? Hmm. He's probably not a gang member, but you're right that he is shady-ish. Yeah. So this is, um, if you could tell by like the tone. So you know how the previous picture there was, um, you know, it was like red and blue. So this mm-hmm. is actually right outside that nightclub, Club Miracle. Yep. It's on um, Arrow Street. Arrow Street is like the, the gang controlled, um, like shady area of town. And this is a kid, he's a teenager. Um, yeah, he seems to be in some kind of desperate situation. Um, we're not quite sure. Um, I don't think he's in a clan yet, possibly. But, because he's, he's young. But he's definitely not in a good place in his life. Yeah. <laughs> um, she actually asks him to... She passes him money to pass a message to Mr. Lamb to get him out of the club, which is where he's been taken, which actually oh. I'll get into in a sec. Okay. Okay. Who's this guy? And that's Cora, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's got very similar eyes to Tora. Uh, I'm not too sure. Yeah, you know, he he kind of does look like he has golden eyes in this one, um, but he's not related to Tora, so. Okay. Um, not too sure. Is it someone that the uh, is associated within the gang? Yeah, 100%. He's another gang member. His okay. name is Claude. Um, and he's kind of frustrated with Tora's, you know, um, standing in the clan. Um, yep. He feels that, you know, Tora gets a lot of respect that he doesn't deserve. He's like a little jealous of him. He actually, in this, this scene, he um, starts up with Tora afterwards and Tora like creams him um, easily. So it's just mm-hmm. like a demonstration of Tora's physical prowess, despite yep. Claude apparently being an MMA fighter. But it's, you know, it's kind of meant to show like how powerful um, physically Tora is. Yep. Tora's really, really good at intimidation. So he's like very psychologically can be manipulative when he wants to be. <laughs> <laughs> And who's this guy? Is he the owner of the club? <laughs> Good guess. He's not the owner of the club, but he actually is in the club um, in this scene. Yep. Um, you uh, might look at it. Do you know what this symbol is on his neck? I don't, but it does look gang related. Yeah. Uh, I want to see, is it on this side? No, you can't see it. But um, can you see it over here a bit? 
Yeah, uh, yep. Tora has the same one. Yep. So, so that's that the, is the, like the clan symbol. That's right. It's the Baltimore clan symbol. And uh, so he's another clan member. Um, mm-hmm. Do you recognize who this is in the corner? That's Mr. Lin. Yeah, that's Mr. Lin. Yep. So basically, Claude has kind of sort of brought Mr. Lamb here um, and he intends, this is the in club miracle, he intends on killing him. Um, right. I'm not quite clear why, honestly, like <laughs> he, he is very rich, but I don't even know if he stands to gain financially. It's Char- his name is Shark, Sharsh. He's uh, portrayed to be like just a psychopath who enjoys killing people just for the fun uh, of it. <laughs> so um, yeah, so Poppy actually rescues him yep. by sending that kid Benjamin in. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay second to last one this one is even a lot of regular fans may not get this guy <laughs> very um intimidating presence it's almost like military yes uh it's still it still seems like it may be like a gang enforcer of some description but very like um don't mess with that kind of person yeah, I think so too. We don't know too much about his personality, honestly. That's why he's all the way at the end. Um, his name is Xing Ma. And I kind of put him here because uh, he only appears in like two scenes very briefly. Yeah. Um, we don't know much about his personality. <laughs> I, I, I think he's funny because a lot of people have read into his personality. And like there's actually like a couple of, there's one fan fiction by Saucy Tuggles uh, all about him. And then there are other people who have independently arrived at the same conclusion of his personality, which surprises me because I don't think we know much. But then yep. when I think about it, I actually do have in my mind, like also of like what he is, the kind of person he is. So yep. <laughs> it's just one of those, those characters where like most people just like skip over him, but then some people just fixate and they're like, I love Shingma. He must be like, he's stoic. He's strong he's uh, you know more neutral to clan activities <laughs> like so I'm, I'm a little i think we kind of a little invent a little bit of his personality but yeah. anyway and this is claude over there <laughs> yeah i am kind of hoping for more shingma I'm, I'm curious to see if our our guesses are, are valid <laughs> <laughs> okay and the last one is this the nightclub owner <laughs> Um, he's not a nightclub owner, but he does have some relation, but not in the cartoon. Now, why did I okay. put this guy here? So this guy appears in the car in the cartoon. He appears um, as somebody that whose car Tora jacked. His name is Aniki, and Tora jacked his car because he needed a car and he didn't want to take yep. his own car to Poppy's house because he doesn't want to, you know, draw attention yep. to her. Um, but he actually, Tor is very nice. He returns the car and then he, he gives him money to pay all the, like the parking tickets that, and the bills that he finds like in the car. So, so Tor is a sweetie, just saying, he, he you know, he did stole his car, but he did give him money back. <laughs> so, um, but the reason I put him in and the reason that a lot of people find him funny is because on the Patreon tier, he appears in one of the not safe for work cartoons. <laughs> so I'm not going to tell you more because that's Patreon content, but it's really funny. So yeah. Okay, so we're done with the pictures, but there's one more picture I want to show you, and it's also kind of an inside joke. So let's, which I'll explain to you afterwards. So this is um, a comic put by Darla, and um, I'll tell you more about it in a second, but which of these do you think Poppy's mom is? Uh, (laughs) uh, Looks like the old lady with the cookies. (laughs) Where's the old lady (laughs) with the cookies? I'm like, not seeing. 
Oh, this one. <laughs> okay, so you're guessing her? Yeah. Okay, so that's actually uh, Poppy's landlord, um, uh. Harry. Lady Harry, I think it is. So, okay, so the reason this is, this is here, so Poppy's mom suspects. <laughs> um, Darla makes um, funny memes, Midnight Poppy Land memes. She's actually hilarious, so you should all follow her. But uh, <laughs> um, basically, Poppy's mom appears in like one picture that we see with <laughs> on Poppy's desk. And we know that she's, she seems to be like a deadbeat mom. She, she apparently left Poppy at some point uh, when she was right. young because we don't see her. Uh, we see Poppy with her dad a lot, but we don't see her with her mom. And yep. Poppy says, you know, oh, mom, I hope wherever you are, you're okay now. So from that, we have all these theories about Poppy's mom. Is she part of a, a, a clan? Did she have to leave Poppy and her, her dad because of that? And then basically the fandom's like, is this Poppy's mom? Is this Poppy's mom? Is this Poppy's mom? So it's like most of these characters are like literally are people on the street that like Poppy passes by, like totally inconsequential. So <laughs> that's why this meme is hilarious. Like this is, this is Candy, the, you know, the stripper. Yep. This is Lane, the police officer. That's Cordelia. That is Mr. Baltman's like current current you know side thing side piece yep. these are two chicks who are into torah um <laughs> this is i think the most likely suspect if you remember she was the one um next to goliath so oh, yep. all of us this picture only appears once and it's you know we thought it was just introducing us to goliath right you know he's a gambler he's but they like gave details guy. to her yes exactly she's the only one who has a face but we only realized yeah. that like 30 episodes later because that, yep. you know, that's when um, we see the picture of Poppy's mom, and then you remember her. <laughs> yeah. She kind of looks like her, because she also has that, uh, like, um, resting bitch face. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, so there's a whole bunch of theories about Poppy's mom, but, like, literally everyone else, this is the waitress in one of the restaurants, I think. Um, literally everyone else is just, like, someone on the street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, this is... Um, the security her poppy security guard trevor was messing around with this lady at work so but everyone else is just a pastorize <laughs> okay so oh and this one is someone who was when with poppy's dad when she died so it looks uh, like an aunt or something i think it's an aunt probably not the mom <laughs> <laughs> okay so we're done with that part good job i think you did good about guessing uh <laughs> you know the from context clues and and the drawings what kind of person they were Okay, so now I'm going to ask you seven words, uh, about seven words, and let's see if you know how they are related to Midnight Poppy Land. Okay, okay, the first one is tiger. Uh, the butterfly. Okay, good. Uh, so actually, right, I did tell you that the butterfly was a tiger butterfly. Do you know why it would be a tiger butterfly? Uh, is it because of the stripes? So it's, is it part of like the tattoo? Nope. No? Um, <laughs> Okay, so Torah's name. Do you know what it means in Japanese? I'm assuming <laughs> tiger. tiger. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he's known as the Tiger of Arrow Street. Um, he has uh, a giant tiger tattoo on his thigh. Um, the entire fandom is very excited when they see the tattoo. They're always like, how high up does that go? <laughs> and then, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> you're like cringing. This is a very, very um, thirsty. I've learned the word That's thirsty. That's very serious. After. What? This is very serious. We... <laughs> <laughs> yes um that's why i asked if you were jealous of torah because um a lot of people <laughs> lust after torah so <laughs> yeah. but the luckily in his defense he's not real so <laughs> yeah. um yes and then he also has like torah um on his tattooed on his back like in in kanji letters yep yeah, so that's torah okay um next word strawberries 
Mm, no. I can't <laughs> pick that one. Okay, so strawberries. Um, gosh, Torah is very into strawberries and strawberry juice. That we see now in the present. Now, there's a kind of, um, in the picture with Poppy, when she's with her dad, she's drinking strawberry juice as well. Yep. And um, there's this picture where we see like a teenage Torah helping this little girl in the background while like his friends are in the foreground. It seems as though that might be Poppy. And I think she's drinking strawberry juice in that picture also. So it's possible that Torah met Poppy when they were both younger and they don't recognize each other, but that Torah got into strawberry juice back then because of her. Right. That's our theory. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then Poppy also has a strawberry hair tie and she gives it to Torah and it's really sweet. And it's kind of like now he keeps that as a memento to comfort him instead of the ring and the bracelet. He keeps that. But, that it's like a, yeah. like a touching memento for him that he... He touches whenever he feels like anxious. That's right. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The next one. Avocado. Avocado. Uh, no, it's maybe something to do with Alice. Um. Nope. <laughs> no. So yeah, it's definitely. <laughs> it's a very specific uh, detail. So it, it's the funny thing is, is like, this is something that has become like very emblematic for like Midnight Popular fans in that like, especially on the Facebook groups, anytime anyone sees like the symbol, we like talk about it, but it's really a very small part of Midnight Popular. Basically <laughs> it's Poppy's um, avatar on her messaging when she messages people, that's her picture. It's a right. picture of a hula hooping cartoon avocado. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah and I think it's pretty popular these days because like you see it like when people go to Target or Walmart it's like it's on t-shirts it's on like pencil cases oh. it's on, like, folders so must be one of those popular things but anyway and also um when she looks up Poppy Googles the Baal Eman organization yep. and you'll see from her browsing history that she was looking up the avocado advocates apparently there's like a group like save the avocados <laughs> <laughs> yeah so. It's like, it's also showing how like innocent and childlike Poppy is. And especially yeah. in contrast to Tora, you know, Tora is this big, tough, aggressive guy in the dangerous world. And she's, she wears like, she has a unicorn phone. She wears like magic t-shirts and, you know, she's very she's innocent. Yeah. Yeah. Right. All her, like all her, all her notebooks, like she doesn't have black notebooks, which is like the note Goliath notebook. She has like, you know, you know, like rainbow notebooks, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, next word, hamster hamster uh does poppy have a hamster <laughs> nope but it is related to poppy um no is it so is it something the author has done to show poppy alongside torah as like the hamster and the tiger yeah that's pretty good uh torah calls her a little cute little hamster and he keeps like pinching her cheeks he's like yeah he's such a cute little hamster <laughs> <laughs> so yeah he calls her hamster it's his nickname and like yeah there's definitely um romima gaza i think her name is she made this adorable cartoon with like you know torah as a tiger and poppy as a hamster it's really cute <laughs> that's awesome Instagram as well so she put that up there um actually i'll show it to you if you don't, if you want to yeah. yeah it's really cute Yeah, there's a lot of people who make Midnight Poppy Land fan art. So, yeah, she makes a ton. This, uh, most of this is Midnight Poppy Land. <laughs> there we go. So it's a, it's actually, it's a recreation um, of a previously existing cartoon. Let's see. <laughs> She's eating a strawberry here. And she poops him. 
Uh, it's not coming up for me. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. I actually forgot <laughs> to turn my screen. Sorry. That's all good. That's all good. Okay. So, hamster. M just, just did the. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's eating a strawberry here. <laughs> and he has golden eyes, which is Tora's very striking golden eyes. <laughs> She's loving it. It's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. Adorable. <laughs> By the way, um, I, hi Emily. I didn't say hi to you. You're, you'll feel free to say hi. Hi. Hello. <laughs> thanks so much for uh, for getting Antonio to to go on. She said thanks so much for getting Antonio to come on. You're very welcome. He took yeah, a lot I of forgot that you can't hear, but <laughs> she said she forgot that you can't hear. But oh yeah. <laughs> so thank you. Awesome. Uh, I hope you're having fun. We have like a couple of questions left, but I hope you're enjoying it. It's been good. It's been good. <laughs> okay. So anyway, so that was the hamster. Um, okay. Next one. Red pin. Red pin. Um, is that like a target? Hmm. Nope, not a target, but it kind okay. of could make whoever's wearing it a target, possibly. Okay. Is it something given by Torah to someone else or from, no, I'm not too sure. Okay. So this red pin is something that Poppy, Poppy wears when she goes to Club Miracle and yep. Lily kind of, Lily is very um, intentional with her art and that she highlights, um, she highlights certain things and then you can tell that like we're meant to pay attention to it. So she yep. does highlight the red pin and it, it's very reminiscent. The, the shape of it is very reminiscent to um, the volume and logo. So, right. and then later we see she actually has it um, when she goes to, um, you know, Club Miracle and then she, um, Benjamin ends up getting injured, the, the teenager, yep. and then she takes it off and he actually stole the pin. Anyway, she then is looking for it. She's like, okay, it's very special to me. Where is it? I'm trying to find it. Um, so we think that maybe Poppy's mom left it for her and it's like a symbol of a rival clan. So um... it would be like, you know, draw her uh, as a target, but yep. I'll find out. <laughs> okay. Um, jackfruit. Jackfruit. I don't even, I can't even imagine what a jackfruit looks like, to be honest. It's escaped <laughs> it, me. Yeah. It's like this giant, uh, giant fruit and it's like orange and has a lot of black seeds inside. Okay. Kind of like, like a, like a pawpaw or a, or a papaya. Yeah. Oh, wait, am I mixing it up with a papaya? <laughs> Hold on. Now I want to Google this. I, um, just, I may be inaccurately they, describing it. They look like bumpy pears. Oh, hold on. Okay, so you know what? I think I was describing it. Oh, yeah. Whoops. I was describing a papaya. You're right. Sorry. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we don't of... have those here. No, they, they look very weird. No, I don't, don't know what that's connected to. <laughs> okay, so a jackfruit, um, <laughs> basically... Remember, um, Tora threw Poppy his, his sweater, his sweatshirt, um, like way back in the first episode, right, to help her cover up. And um, that day, so Poppy was wearing his sweatshirt, and she walks around, she's like, huh, you know, something smells really good. And she's like, what smells good? I can't tell what it is. And then she, you know, she sniffs the sweatshirt, and she realized that, realizes it's a sweatshirt. She's like, oh, this smells really good. And then she, like, blushes beet red, because she realizes like, she's basically, like, sniffing Tora. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, you know, she's, she's a very, like, blushy kind of person. She's... Um, very like innocent and naive 
So anyway, <laughs> later on in the episode, um, later on in the story, she meets up with Tora and she's um, sniffing like a fake tree. And Tora's like, you know, that's fake. And she's like, yeah, I know. I have a sense of smell. She's like, I, I can smell that it's fake. I just, you know, was pretending. Um, she's like, I can smell it just like I could smell your jack. And then she kind of gets embarrassed and doesn't want to finish admitting she was smelling his jacket. So she's like, yeah. you're jackfruit. <laughs> so... That Tora just makes fun of her afterwards. Um, and <laughs> we all like, you know, we just associate jackfruit with like Tora's sexuality and overcoming private presence. <laughs> presence. Okay, and the last word association um, or phrase is gray sweatpants. I associate that with staying at home and doing nothing, but I don't know what it means for the show, uh, for this uh, story, sorry. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, yeah, so Tora is staying at home. Tora is wearing these gray sweatpants. Um, he wearing, wears it once when he works out. Or yep. no, I think that was black sweatpants. And then he wears these gray sweatpants um, when he is sick and he like um, Poppy comes to his apartment to help like take care of him. Um, and the reason that the fandom finds this very funny is apparently this whole cultural meme where um, I would advise write like gray sweatpants meme and um, uh, you know what? I'm just going to share my screen to show you. It's okay. It's a little entertaining. Uh, but basically, <laughs> given what I told you about um, how the fandom relates to Tora and their lustful attitude, um, you might get why people think this is very interesting. I'm, sorry, what's gray sweatpants? Ah, <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, the, the gym culture. Yeah, and it's like, um, it's, <laughs> it's a horny uh, reference to sundresses. And <laughs> people are like, uh, that gray sweatpants are a way to see more of your man. So people are of like, course. Yeah, Torah. That, it, I remember like a few years ago, it was the sweatpants for the stay at home pants. Yeah. And now it's like <laughs> standard gym cultures to go. Like I've got a pair of, of like gym pants that I use and even like during these uh covid times they are my house pants yeah <laughs> they are my stay-at-home pants right my, my husband as soon as he gets home um he, as soon as he can he takes a shower and he gets into his pants as well <laughs> <laughs> so yeah he has two pairs and that's his like his at-home pants <laughs> okay so those were all my my questions for that and then i just have the last question which is um you know can be a bit more serious question is, is how did um the dipopulin change yours and emily's lives uh she's really started pushing me to get tattoos Really? <laughs> <laughs> i was always looking at um this very particular style that i like and it's very like uh yakuza traditional art and uh em was like i want you to get those i want oh. you to get tattoos and i was like i want to get them i do but it's like i gotta put away the time and the money to kind of get the tattoos first and how long does it take to apply what was that how long how much does it cost and how long does it take to put them on um here roughly like the tattoo that i would want would take up the entirety of my uh maybe my upper right arm and would maybe be close to $400 Australian, which is a lot. <laughs> um, and as much as I would love to, to get this particular tattoo, um, it would also be, because it would be in color as well, it would be roughly 
a week's two weeks how long does it take to get color put in roughly you get your tattoo and then uh they normally get their the outline done first which takes um which couple takes one hours. session yeah a couple hours and then yep. they do the color and the infill a few weeks later yeah so it would be i'd go in get the outlines done but then it would be another week or two before i could go in and get all the color and fill and it's a lot of it's it's time and money that I would happily spend, but I got to work out when I want to actually do it. Okay, <laughs> that's a funny. It's a really funny side effect of uh, a bit of happy land. Um, I don't. Um, I'm I'm Jewish, like really Orthodox Jewish, yep. and like we don't get tattoos. But definitely, um, I found tattoos more interesting after this tattoo after this <laughs> cartoon. Yeah, that's fair. Although my husband actually uh, converted to Judaism, so theoretically he could have gotten tattoos before, but he's not a tattoo kind of guy. <laughs> how does it? Uh, don't mind me asking. How did like to go to um, to go to Judaism with tattoos? Is it still an okay thing to to convert and and have them? Yeah, I mean, okay. you know, uh, some people I guess could get their tattoos removed, but it's not necessary. You know, yeah, it's just a preference thing. You know, yeah, what you did in the past is is you know out of your control. Like it's done. <laughs> yep. Uh, for my family, tattoos are very, like, it's about marking a momentous occasion. So my dad has a big tattoo across his back and neck um, that goes from the, the base of his neck down to about the one-third mark of his back and then across his shoulders, and it's a crucifix with angel wings and the banner uh, La Bella Vita, which means a beautiful life, when he, my mum's um, mum passed away. And it was to in... in memoriam of her so it was very special and it's one of the most beautiful tattoos i've ever seen that's lovely that he did it for his mother-in-law not even his own mom no well it seems like they must have been close uh my dad ran away from home when he was young and when he met my mum, he actually lived with my mum and her parents for a very for a long time so he saw them as uh like for him my mum's dad who has also passed away um both uh both of them were his parents. So it was very, it was very sad for him to have lost uh, his almost adoptive mother. It sounds like there's a really interesting story there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, how, how old was he when, when he like started living with your mom's parents? Um, roughly 18, but he'd run away from home when I think he was, I think it was 14. Wow. He went from uh, New South Wales he lived around with a few of his friends. And then when he was old enough to work, he went to Queensland and he was there for a while, which is wow. the, a full state up. And he was living, uh, it was, it's roughly a 13 hour drive from, from home. So mm -hmm. how did he survive from like 14 to 18 before he could work? Um, I, I'm assuming he at the time mooched off his mates, but um, uh, my dad's always been a worker. He's always been like, uh, once he was told to do the job, he wouldn't stop doing the job. And um, he, he runs his own business now. He's a cement render. He does up houses, restores rooms and exteriors and stuff. But um, he, he's worked a lot of jobs. Uh, he's worked in a pizzeria. He's worked as an asbestos removal expert. Uh, he's done uh, packing and, and um, uh, machining and stuff as well. Um, then he did concrete uh, curb and gutter. And then yeah. now, yeah, so he, he's been all over. So that's what, yeah. Oh, that's very, very cool. Um, yeah, it's really, I mean, he clearly is like talented with, um, you know, 
construction and like his hands. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's always learned whenever it comes to working, he's always learned and worked best with something that he can physically hold in yeah. front of him. Yeah. I, I admire that a lot. I'm uh, like, I live in my head. <laughs> I find <laughs> it hard too. to do practical things. I mean, <laughs> to do like physical things. Um, I, I do like DIY at home, but it's like yep. not something I'm naturally like talented at. I have to like push myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow okay well um do you have any more thoughts you want to share about midnight poppyland and like maybe how it's how it's affected emily or <laughs> i just know that uh she's really enjoyed it i do hope that the story plays out i hope it for for everyone's sake that it's not a like predictable story i hope that it keeps you on your toes the whole time because i find that's when you enjoy it the most is i love that em goes damn it they left me again with this i can't believe that they would do this to me and she gets really upset and sulky for a week until the next episode comes out. And she's like, oh, yes, I got, and, you know, and then she reads it and she's like, no, they did it to me again. So I think, I think the, I think it always makes it, the, the journey when it's not just handed to you is a lot more fun. And yeah. one of my favorite things in a story is I love guessing how it's going to turn out. And M gets really shitty with me for it. Um, she's always upset with me for it because I can usually guess how a story is going to go <laughs> before I finish the story. Um, uh -huh. So she doesn't like me reading things alongside her. Okay, um, so she doesn't want you to read Midnight Poppyland? I don't think she would like me reading Midnight Poppyland. Not unless you kept it to yourself. Not unless I kept it to myself. <laughs> <laughs> that is interesting. That's like, um, I can see I can see why she wouldn't want you to read it and like spoil it for her, but that's yep. like a useful skill. <laughs> I've always been pretty good at it with movies and stuff. And I can understand why it would be frustrating to sit next to me. Yeah. And because I'm, I know like that person's going to die. And it's just right. like, why would you do that? And just watch five minutes from now and right. then bang. And it's like, I'm, I'm really bad for it. And I know that I'm bad for it. So I try not to do it anymore with her. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Uh, my husband does that too, but like, um, but usually we kind of co-predict. So I don't think he's, I think we're at the same level, <laughs> yeah. but um, yeah, it's been, I mean, I feel like with Minute Popular like, I just, we do know, and this is also based on like um, stuff that the author has said, you know, she said like, it's another romance section. It's a romance. It's going to have a happily ever after, you know, like they're going to end yeah. up getting together like that much we know, but you know, everything until then is up in the air. <laughs> exactly. It's about the journey. Otherwise it's no fun if they just give you the ending. Right. Exactly. Um, and that's something like in, in terms of like, okay, so I read um, a lot of books about storytelling because um, I want to write and um, you know, just like to help, it's helpful to analyze novels and analyze movies. And, 100%. you know, one of the big things is like, you know, some people are like, why can't they just kiss already and get together? <laughs> and it's like, no, you don't want them to. You want them to have obstacles and challenges to overcome. Otherwise it isn't satisfying. It's the, yeah, they don't get anything out of it. They've got to learn. They've got to, it's about the, the relationship and the building of trust. And it's like, for him to just steal the kiss isn't, maybe it gives you that like, uh, like sexual satisfaction for that, like half a, <laughs> half a second of being able to see it but if there's this constant tension building up when it finally happens it's satisfaction mm -hmm. yep exactly and that's like i think it's just how how you know if we want to apply it to life in general like we all want to yep. coast through life but it wouldn't be satisfying if it was just that easy oh yeah okay well thank you so much antonio for um for meeting with me and for for this delightful interview not a problem it was a lot of fun yeah <laughs>
I hope so. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It's always it's always really fun to see uh, you know what people know and and see how much people can guess. And it's cute. It's really fun. <laughs> I've been enjoying this. <laughs> I'm glad. No, thank you for having me. My pleasure. So I'm probably gonna um, I'm probably gonna make two videos. I'll do one, you know, like a compilation of, of everybody, and then I might just post everyone's video um, full interview separately. Uh, so if anyone wants to watch that, they can do that as well. Because no I won't worries. be able, I don't think I'll be able to use everything because it'll be yeah. you know rather very long. <laughs> no, that's fair. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate your taking the time. And hi, Not Emily. Bye, Emily. And I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> See you, Mindy. Thank you. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much to my current patrons, Susie, Lady Liberus, Alicat, Chelsea, Lily, Jenny, Haley, One and Only Taco, Elizabeth, Maria, Molly, Veronica, Emily, Emily, Joe Rochelle, Dahlia, Saucy Tuggles, Meg, Anne Rose, Priya, Stephanie, and Samantha. Your support is truly appreciated.